Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. Today, we're going to be taking baby steps into emotional intimacy. This is the phase we've all been waiting for. We all know that men love emotional intimacy. We like to have elongated conversations about your feelings and my feelings. And most of us don't puke for at least the first 60 seconds. But those of you who are amateurs at this, it's extremely painful. And for me, it's still very challenging. It's very hard for me to participate in emotional intimacy. But the weirdest thing happens. If you are 50% successful, most wives think it was the funnest thing ever. And they'll start saying things like, oh, I just want to be close to you after we've experienced emotional intimacy. And you're going to say, I just want to shower and clean off the sweat and go puke somewhere because that was so painful. What do you mean that was painful? We had the best bonding conversation forever. Do you love emotional intimacy, Shannon? Is it your favorite thing? It's not my favorite, but I will. I I, I did have sort of a win this week. I felt like it was a win. Wait, what? You actually had a positive experience with emotional intimacy? I did. My wife said, hey, I just wanted to say uh, how much I appreciate how we've emotionally connected lately. And I feel like you've really been concerned about my feelings and emotions. And I appreciate you asking about them. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I I did. (laughs) Okay, okay, that's important part right there. Okay. Yeah. I want you to tell tell the guys if you were to score yourself on zero to 10, how good do you think you were at emotional intimacy? I put myself at a three. Like I feel a like, three. A, yeah, but right. apparently so, I'm doing better than I thought. So, okay. Now, now, now here's the thing guys that I've learned. All right. That when we, th- these women in almost every case are so thrilled with a level three that to them it's a 10. And so they're like, yes, they're like starving camels and they're going, that was awesome. You're like, you do know that was like third grade skill level. So I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. So it's, I'm glad, glad you told us the story that way because most of us, you're going to feel like that was horrible and they're going to go, wow, that was amazing. And you're like, I don't think you, what, what are you even talking about? But the hard part is you have to try again and you have to try again and you have to try again. Okay. Before we get into that, Let's make sure we're building the foundation. You will notice this is lesson 26. It's okay for you to join us at any time because we have all the other lessons recorded and you can catch up. This is where we do the workshop side of it, where we talk about how to apply it in your personal life. 
For those of you who are veterans, yeah, I know all you. We got some new guys here, but the veterans, you can take, I can just ask any one of you. You review, revise, and recommit to your marital mission statement every week. Give me a nod. Yes, I do. Review. Now, if you're lying, go like this, okay? But if you actually review, revise, and recommit to it, you get to go like this, all right? Some new guys, you get to take a look at the other guys. All right, we got doing the uh, figure eight head, bobblehead style, all right? This is vital, and I can't explain it to you thoroughly until we get to where we're going, because if your wife says after 20 weeks of work, all right, I'm ready, I'm, I've been preparing myself, I've been in season four, <sighs> I've been stretching. I've been seeing a therapist. I am ready to step into cognitive intimacy. Go ahead. Share with me your marital mission statement. I'm ready to listen to it. And you go, oh, I was supposed to be working on that. I thought I would work on that after you asked for it. Guys, you need to have 20 drafts, revisions by the time she asks for it. Otherwise, you're going to look like I sounded when I went to piano lessons and I pretended I practiced all week long. All right. Can remember, you can't fake it if you have not practiced. You cannot fake a marital mission statement if you have not practiced it. Does anyone have any questions on how to do one or how to get to the point where you're actually doing it? All right. Okay. Do you have the outline that's in lesson one on how to start it? Do you have access to the Lazarus lectures? All right, so let me give you just a brief introduction, brief introduction to how this works, and welcome to the crowd, okay? So in your in your very first lesson, lesson one, the fourth item down is writing an I Have a Dream marital mission statement, and it will give you a little bit of a walkthrough on how to do it. So it will give you some prompts. When it comes to when we talk, I envision that it will be like this. You will be like this when we talk, and I will be like that. When it comes to sharing ideas, I envision that you will be like this and I will be like that. So these are designed to be the very first prompts and we want you to start to fill them in. And as you learn more things, you're going to improve what you've written. And eventually, if it's done correctly, each line becomes a full page. So we want you to do this on a computer type thing or if you really like writing by hand, you can just write it again and write it again, write again, which is really not that bad of an idea for your brain. So there's your introduction. Anybody else have comments or questions about the marital mission statement? Review it, revise it, recommit to it at least once a week if you actually want your marriage to improve. If you aren't that dedicated to it, please send your wife a note that says, I'm really not that dedicated to the process. Go ahead and do something else with your time while I decide whether or not I'm actually committed. That's a note you can give your wife, okay? All right. The next one is your identity statement describing what kind of man you want to be. And here's one way to think about it. If you actually want this kind of marriage, what kind of man is needed to be in that kind of marriage? What kind of man are you going to have to be to be in that kind of marriage? Unfortunately, our cultural history says, what kind of woman do I need to find in order for me to have that kind of marriage? And then the man forgets to become the man he needs to be in order to be in that marriage. And it all becomes about her being what you want as opposed to you being what the marriage needs you to be. Any questions about how to do an identity statement? Again, review, revise, and recommit on a weekly basis if you actually want your marriage to improve because you need to have a good 20 weeks of drafts by the time you enter these stages of verbal, cognitive, and emotional intimacy. Otherwise, we're trying to build a bridge out of wet oatmeal. Please hey, do not bring wet oatmeal. Go ahead. 
Maurice, uh, could you just go yes. over qu- quickly the personal identity statement criteria or sure. kind of an outline? Maybe that might help. Yeah. Let me actually give you a, um, I actually found this the other day and it just happens to be queued up right now. This is a conference talk from this most recent conference. They sought to see Jesus who he was. The first person I'm aware of that did something like this was Benjamin Franklin, where he took a list of characteristics that he wanted to have. He put them in a notebook and he just started striving to become this list. So these, this is a description of the four men who brought their friend to Christ to be healed. And this is how um, Elder McConkie third chose to describe these men. They were bold, adaptive, resilient, creative, versatile, hopeful, determined, faithful, optimistic, humble, and enduring. Now, to elaborate on these, I would take each one and put something next to it that would represent. I want to be bold. For me, that would be I want to be able to courageously share my thoughts and feelings without worrying about if she's going to think they're stupid or not. But I also want to do so in a respectful manner. So that would be my way of elaborating on bold. Adaptive. Adaptive was not one of my skills when I first got married. I wasn't used to like changing my plans or my schedule for a woman. And when I got married, my wife had a son that became my son. And I needed to learn how to be adaptive to what he was experiencing, what she was experiencing. Resilience has not been my best feature. Like what I mean by resilient is I maintain a productive emotional state of being under difficult circumstances. So take a list of words that you want to describe you in your best form and then elaborate on the definition of it. And as circumstances come up, like, um, let me give an example. Um, let's see. Optimistic. In the last year, I've had some challenging experiences come my way. And I have struggled to sustain optimism in those circumstances. So what I would do now is I would, and what I've added to my identity list is I want to be more like President Zelensky from Ukraine and have an optimistic attitude while Russians are throwing bombs at me and other countries are not giving me enough resources. And people that I'm responsible for are dying. My life is not that hard. So I can be more optimistic than because my life is easier. And then President Nielsen has some quotes that go with it too. Is that adequate? Does that give you a place to start? Now the key brethren, go ahead. I just wanted to point out that next paragraph. (laughs) If you don't do your part, brethren. If you don't do your part, it's going to fall apart. Thank you you. got to carry your corner. Thank you, thank you. you got to carry your corner. And that's, yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. Okay. So brethren, another element that men have a tendency to forget or to, to not do is they don't share these things with their wives as they're evolving. A common mistake is to wait until it's great, to wait until it's perfect. A part of emotional and psychological intimacy for women that isn't necessarily enjoyable for men is to work through the developmental process together in the same way that a woman doesn't want to just all of a sudden have an 18 year old child. She wants to have the experience of working through it from through all throughout its development. She married you as a 20 something year old because she wanted to be part of your development, not the end product. We all understand this when it comes to sexual interactions or physical intimacy 
do you want to be there just for the end part of the sexual experience? Or would you like to be there during the experience? Or how about your wife? She says, I'll show up when you're done. Anyone love that idea? All right. We all get it when it comes to physical intimacy. Do you, do you really think she enjoys it when she shows up when you're done with your development, with your marital mission statement or your personal identity statement? So guys, give her your first draft. Give her your second draft. Give her your third draft. Give her your fourth draft. <coughs> she might have an opinion about it that might not be fun at first. She might say, that's all you got. That's all you got. And that means she has some of her own work to do. You have just finished listening to another principle that is one of many that you will find in a special class that I've put together called the Marriage Repair Workshops and the Lazarus Lectures. This is a compilation of principles that I have pulled from my years of training, study, and therapeutic experience designed to give you the tools, the vision, the ideas, everything that is necessary to take a relationship that has experienced catastrophic levels of unpleasantness and falling apart and rebuild it almost as if raising it from the dead. Please follow the links and attend at least one of our marriage repair workshops so that you can get a feel for what you will learn and get your attachment to the multimedia classroom that holds videos, audios, articles from me and several other specialists that we call the Lazarus Lectures, a 40-lesson series building from one principle to another so that you can discover what is necessary to pull off a miracle in your relationship. I hope you'll find great value in this. I hope those of you who find yourselves unable to afford the thousands of dollars necessary to attend a marriage therapist, especially one that's really good and is not as available as we would like therapists to be, please, please, Study this material in the Lazarus Lectures and attend the Marriage Repair Workshops so that we can help you get things back to the way you want them. We'll see you then.